Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Jersey, from the Bonds Over Bands podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Jersey is Naked. Or you can find me on Instagram at SlickSaltJ. Hashtag B-O-B podcast. Hashtag Bonds Over Bands. Yo, what up, everybody? It's the B.O.B. Podcast. This is episode 30. Can you believe it? 30 times. 30 bangers. 30 to do 20, nigga. I'm so hot still. Wow. We're still here after 30 episodes. This is a celebration. Yeah. Wow. Every week. Cause, all right. We no, we haven't been consistent every week. But still, 30 bangers. We here 30 times. 30 pieces of strong content coming your way. If you have not heard all 30, go back and do your homework. Right. Go to Apple. Go to Spotify. And, of course, our home, Anchor FM. Please. Send your mother the link. Send your brother the link. Your cousin. Your sister. Your teacher. Your father. Your mother. Your daughter. (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) Send them the link. Send them the link. Do it now. Do it right now. All right. Anyway, this is the B.O.B. Podcast. Like I said before, it's episode episode 30. 30. It's your host, Jersey, accompanied by my beautiful, amazing, lovely, sexy husband, Jay. Word. Ooh. I'm here. Ooh. Why are you trying to gas me up? Don't, don't be using the ooh after you shit it on Young M.A.'s she's album. She's still the, the, doesn't mean that she's still, I mean, she got work. <laughs> I mean, you know, I went back, but I did go back. Okay. I went back. What was your second listen like? Kind of like the first. Okay. But I still went back because right. I respect her. Yeah. I do. I respect her. I and mean, we all don't get it right, like, you know, every time. That's true. You know, like, there's some of our faves, some of our faves didn't get it right. That's true. So I think that I should give her that space in order to, like, you know, really come into it. What music have you been listening to this week? What did I listen to this week? Um, What's on your mind? I've actually been listening to a lot of 90s music this week, actually. I've been listening to... I said, what new music have you been listening to? Oh, new? Well, I thought you said, what have I been listening to this week, period. Okay. Oh, but... You can can start with what what you've been listening to, I've been listening to to Summer Walker a lot this week. Okay. Yeah, I I gave her album quite a a bit of uh, play. I've been listening to her... Um, for Wale sure. as well. Wale's new project is, is dope. It's I'm consistent. To that. It's consistently with his other stuff too. Yeah, but he's always putting out good stuff. Um, I also listen to Casanova's new album. I uh, listened to that by association with you because you had it on the car. Yeah, yeah. I've, so. I've, 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 I've given that quite a few spins. Okay. It's, it's I mean, it real, sounded good. It's a real Brooklyn feel. It sounded like, really yeah. good. It, it gave me like you know like real rap. Yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. vibes. It was real rap vibes. Two times. Yeah, so I, I I listened to that by way of you. Um, who else did I listen to this week? I like I said, I was listening to like a lot of ninety stuff. Mm-hmm. I went back and I was listening to Alonzo Hunter. <laughs> and I don't know everybody like who the fuck is Alonzo Hunter? Alonzo Hunter sings a song called "Just the Way Players Play." I was actually listening to Rome too. I was listening to "I Belong to You." I don't know what was going on with me this week. Yeah. And then I switched and I was listening to Luke. Um, I want to rock. So it was between like popping pussy and giving it. I guess it matched. Yeah, yeah. I guess it matched. They go together. You know, they go together. Like, yeah. it was like you know. So I, that's what I. That's where I was musically this week. Um, we got a lot of stuff to get into uh, this week because there's been some stuff and there's and it's also some tiebacks from last shows. Uh, I definitely wanted to. So I want to start with that first so we can get into what the new you want to start with. So I really. 
really had the time to really sit there and digest this whole Amanda Seals not getting into the um, uh, Black Emmy party. Yeah. And if you guys haven't caught up with what we were talking about, go back to last episodes and then you can hear the whole explanation of what happened. So I'm just going to do the continuation here. So go back and listen to episode 29 and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So I actually really had sat down and took the time and really thought about that. And I'm like, wow, like y'all really can't stand her to be, you know, doing that it reminded i was like i really sat there and thought about like how the exiting of her from that party and being you know that they had this insecure table at the party that she was ejected from was like so wild to me it was like yeah. almost like you know i'm not i'm not gonna tell you guys where i work but it's like our, our job consistently has these like collaborative moments where we have to be at things mm-hmm. and it would be so wild if we were having it and like like this week we have something called um spirit week so we're doing stuff every day um this week to show, show our culture spirit. show company culture and spirit and you know inclusion and if they said oh yeah um about that this no, you spirit still, week you, is for, you still, you still for work us here. you still, you still work, work here, here but you can't come but you can't come you can't sit with us <laughs> you can't we like that you do the work that you do that benefits us all but please don't come to it <laughs> like we we want you to keep working but just don't work don't play here. Go somewhere else. Hmm. That is wild to me. And I was like, you know, I just, I felt like there was more Issa could have done. Yeah. In my opinion. I'd agree with that. And that's all I'm going to say about it. So that's that's me piggybacking off of last week. And I feel like the, the last thing I'm going to say is I feel like there may have been some sentiment in uh, common sentiment between the publicist and Issa for that to go the way it did. Well, a lot of times um, when you are in those situations, the publicist is a reflection in part of the wishes and the desires of the talent that they're representing. And I'm not saying that that's the situation here because we honestly don't know. No, we don't. Um, But just speculating, it's like Issa is essentially her publicist's boss. She's her employer. Right. So if she wanted... Um, old girl. To be at the party, she could have did it. Yeah, Amanda but then Seals. the other part. I, I, too, I drew a blank on Amanda Seals. But, um, but she, if she wanted Amanda Seals to be there, like she, it would have been done. It would have been no that's, problem. That's her employer. But but to play devil's advocate here, like I can say that you know Issa felt like she couldn't draw, she couldn't cross the line because it was her party. But where I say that she could have is because she was representing the her brand yes. at her party. So being that you had an insecure, dedicated, insecure table at this party. There is no reason why Amanda Seal should not have been or should not have had a seat at that table as a, as a regular contributor to that show. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just based off that, I don't care what anybody's emotions is, because essentially this party is work. Yeah, you guys are having fun, but mm-hmm. it's work. It wasn't at her house. It yeah. wasn't at like some ball where she had invited cast members of Insecure, but it wasn't about Insecure. It was just about this party they were having. Yeah. No, you had an Insecure table there, and you did not allow it, one it, of the it, main characters to be there. That's crazy. And, and it revolved around Black Hollywood, Black excellence. I'm rooting for everybody black. Right. You know, it's Everybody like, black except for Amanda Seals. Yeah. So I thought that was crazy. It's, it's a little bit nuts. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's more to be revealed. I'm sure that there's conversations that are being had you know, behind the scenes. And, you know, we just got to see how it all plays out. And you know what's crazier? Like, Amanda Seals is super open on her Instagram. I always watch her stories. 
ever since this has happened and there's been this like crazy backlash on Twitter specifically about this situation, um, Amanda Seals has not been posting as much. Mm-hmm. Um, she has po- she posts, but it's not the content that she typically posts. Gotcha. Amanda Seals is just posting she, pictures. She's taking a she's, she's taking a step back. She's taking a step back from from the internet. She's posting pictures. Um, she's posting her cats, like maybe little shorts of her cats, but nothing of her um, about her book. Everything is really businessy. Well, I mean, people like were like really honestly kind of mean. Yes. It's fucked up. The and then, has, and then saying that she deserved place. it. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. Do I think that Amanda Seals has some very strong opinions and that she, from me watching her specifically and how she reacts to certain things, maybe her personality may not be palatable for everybody else. But I still don't think that in a work environment, like cause essentially that was work. I'm yeah. sorry, it was work. I don't care how you slice that pie. It's work. Everybody's there to network. It's it's you have an insecure table there. I feel that was wrong for them to have done that to her. And I also feel that it was wrong for her castmate to come out on Twitter and call her a disrespectful ass human. I think that's wrong. Even if that's the way you felt about it, that could have been a DM. That didn't have to go across to the public. You didn't have to insert yourself in something that had nothing to do with you. It wasn't your party for you to like do that. And I was just like really upset about that. I was like, that's messed up and they shouldn't have done it like that, but whatever. And I still, like I said, I still feel that Issa could have done something, but you know what, when you're non-confrontational, like when you're a person who doesn't deal with confrontation, well, you, you do let things just kind of, you're like, "Mm, I don't want to deal with that. So whatever happens, happens. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it, it's gonna blow up. Mm-hmm, I don't want that. I think that's wrong. Well, I mean, it, like, well, unfortunately, whether she's a person that deals well with conflict or not, um, she's in a position of leadership, and like that's what comes with it. And if they fire her, it's gonna look so crazy. Yeah, it's gonna look so crazy if they fire Amanda Seals at this point. Yeah, it's gonna look so wild. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they would do it in a way where they just, you know, kind of reduce her role. And yeah, continue, like, and continue to reduce her role in the show to the point that it doesn't matter. Right. Um. But it's still it 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 could potentially be nuts. Yeah, I, I don't. So does this take the shine off of Issa's announcement for you? No. Okay. Um. I think those are completely. See, this that's the thing about me. I can celebrate you and not like what you did at the same time, and I think other people should, you know, take heed to that. It's like you don't have to like every single part about someone but there's always something that you can find to respect and i respect this like and respect are very different well here's her now i just sound extra fly (laughs) Issa ray is now going to be the new you can still call me your google assistant now i just sound extra fly yes google is has now employed Issa ray to be the new voice for google assistant or an option or an option for google assistant that's really I think cool. that's really cool. I think that's really. I think that's an awesome bag to catch. I mean, I'm not giving up on Alexa though. No, she's she's definitely our co-host. Yeah, she's our co-host, and uh, we're not. You know, we've already integrated her into our life. She knows things about us. She tells us jokes. Yeah, we we become friends. I mean, she knows our secrets. She knows our secrets, and 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 we're not prepared to share our secrets with Issa because if those secrets become problematic, she may not let us in the party. So I just can't deal with that. <laughs> I don't know if I can deal with that. You know, because I've already seen that part of you, and you know, our girl here has always been true. But still, congratulations, big shout out to her for that opportunity because that's a huge opportunity. So mm. good, good, good news there. Um. Who's next? Who's else? Who else is on the docket today? Um, 
so there's a, a couple of conversations that have been swirling around fatherhood and what it means to be a father. And um, are we talking about Drake and his often, dad? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're, talk, we're talking about Drake and his dad. We're talking about Joe and his relationship with Sin. Like, there's a couple of things that kind of play into this very, very touchy space. Mm. And just to give you the, the long and short of it. Uh, Drake's father basically went on Nick Cannon's, Nick uh, Cannon's radio show. Well, I thought it was a pod- is, is it a radio show? Is it is it his podcast or radio? Because you know sure. he has a he has both. Yes, he, he has a morning he, show and he has he, and he also has a podcast. Okay, so it was either one of those. It was one of those. Okay, um, but you know he went on there and you know they were asking him about his relationship with Drake essentially like yeah you know what is what is the situation between you and and Drake. And um, Dennis Graham basically came out and said, oh, yeah, you know, I asked him about that. But, you know, he told me that he just does that to sell records. Yeah. He said like he he had said just to paraphrase a little more. He had said that he said that the way he approached it was, hey, Drake, why do you which is it's, it's kind of funny that he would call his son Drake. Right. Well, that, I mean, that that's part, his middle name. So maybe he does call him that. Drake. That part is hilarious to me because, like, I would think he would call him Aubrey, but neither here there. So listen. So, because, you know, parents always like to remove the cool factor from you at any point in time that they love. So, like, you know, if you're out there in the world, I don't know, as Jay, and then you come home, she's like, hey, Jamie. It was like, who the fuck is that? You know, that that part, you know, they just, they have to bring you that. You're just going to throw my business out there, huh? I mean, that's what that, because I was slightly confused when I met your family the first time. And I was like, hey, Jay. And everyone was like, who's Jay? I was like him and it's like but like who's jay? they know who jay is they was like, like who's jay they, they, they was like nah that's, that's jamie that's wild that's, that's jamie. wild you don't, you don't be like <laughs> like my name is jameson you don't be like yo who's jay that's what they said who's jay yes but that's crazy that's, what, that's, what, that's how i met jay i've i've known him as nothing else and even when he did tell me his name i was like all right jay like, like at that point, like we had our me and Jay had already got married. The name Jay, not the physical person, but Jay. Like I was like, I'm already calling you Jay. Like we're not. Even, why are you introducing this? Why are you trying to bring in new stuff? But anyway, uh, his dad was like, you know, I asked uh, Drake about this, and I said, yeah. Why are you saying such negative things about me and your music? Like why are you saying all this stuff? And then he said, oh, it's 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 it sells records. So. Um, what was what was going to be your like your retort on that? Like, what were you so, going to say about that? When when you you originally told me about this last week, and I, I hadn't seen any of the audio or anything like that. But, yeah. Um. The my first reaction was, he's lying. Right. Drake's dad is is lying. I didn't say I, for the record. I didn't say that Drake was not lying. Okay. I I just said like why would I was like that's crazy that his dad would come out on like. You know, like, and I was coming at it like, wow, he would just discount his experience that way. Because even if that wasn't your intent, because we have this conversation about intent all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're feeling superseding someone's intent, right? So my wow. thought is, is like, why, if he felt that you were absent, you cannot, you cannot, like. You should not. You should, and you should not, should not be drowning his emotions of why he felt that he was alone and you weren't parenting him in the way that he should have been parented, that he thought his expectation of parenting should have been. And, um, I mean, they were talking about it on the breakfast club also. And, and Charlemagne, you know, made a really good point in regards to, you know, he just said, Hey, like Drake's father has a different perspective. Drake has a different perspective. Um, a lot of our 
parents, us us being the eighties babies, so to speak, um, our parents' generation looks at things very differently yeah. than we look at them today. Right. Um, for for us, you know, when you did have a father that was absent or, you know, not as present in their life, like my dad probably looks at it way differently. Oh, you know how my dad thinks about it. I, yeah, I mean, I, we're, we're not here to shit on, on, on our fathers. Look, first of all, okay, listen, <laughs> listen. All right, hold I on. don't, I don't yeah, feel yeah, that let's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, let, okay, so let, let's, let's be clear. Let's just have a, a moment. Let's of have a moment of like, we're going to, transparency. Re, we're going to redirect this conversation, but see, that's, I think that is the issue with us as a, as a generation, period. Mm-hmm. We're always thinking about like we're hating on somebody or we're shitting on them. No, there's the truth, and then it's what happens after. You know what I'm saying? So no, my dad was not a active participant in my life. He was not available for parenting between the years of 1982 and 2019. So take that how you want to. Um, but I feel like. Now that I know my dad in a in a better way where I've removed the expectation of what he's supposed to be mm-hmm. in my mind, that a relationship can exist in this gray area, in this vortex. Because as long as I don't have those like you need to be doing this, you should be this, you should be that, blah, blah, blah. And me kind of accept and learn who this person is. We're able to, you know, coexist. And you also have to accept that this may not be what you fantasized it would be. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to accept that what you fantasize that person is incapable of being. So even though you're here and you are a, uh, a, 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 a wrinkle in time, so to speak... Mm. of their of their life they may not be able they may not have ever been able to be that person and that's not a fault of anyone it's just that it is not that you shouldn't expect it either it's just that you have to accept that that's just not a part of that person's makeup to be the kind of father that you want and, and, and part of being present is dealing with things as they are right right that's that's uh the whole the mantra about being present and being intentional mm-hmm. is like you have to understand what it is, like what the reality is and adjust course and, and, and move according to that. Um, so to, to circle back around to that, it's like, yeah, like that's like my experience wasn't great. And that doesn't mean that my father never did anything for me ever in life. Like, But you know, that's what they'll do. Yeah, but they, they like they'll automatically go to the stream. Like, what do you mean? Never. I, I like, did, I did this. I did I that. Did, I did everything I could. Or or they may not say that. They may just say, I did this. Like, because that was the uh, monumentous giving or, or, mm. or um, like, showing you selflessness. Like, they remember these, these times of, these individual times of selflessness, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, I was there for this and I was there for that. And, for you to even collect that many memories to say what you were there for it probably means you weren't there for that many. Or enough. Or enough. Did, like did, 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 you have a, did you have a friend that had an itemized whose father had an itemized like book of all the things he did? Like, all the Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he wrote it down. Yeah, those I'm sixties 
in fifties holidays is different. Wow, <laughs> right? I was like, wow, like. In 1995, this is what I did for you. I bought you a backpack each yeah. year between <laughs> like 1985 and 1989. But the crazier part is, is like, yeah. how do you become like? I, and this is what I was talking to you about. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna. We have a whole back. bunch of shit to get to. But well, yeah, but we're gonna circle back. <laughs> but but no, I think I think this is important. I think it's increasingly like it's heavy. It's it's heavy that. I'm not saying my parents, I'm not saying your parents, I'm not saying anybody's parents, but I think there's this level of like people have these children, right? Because like essentially I didn't, I wasn't in my mom's like ovaries like, yo, pick me. Like, no, that's not what happened. Or my dad's dick sack, like, hey, it's my turn. You know, so, I it's was. It's a ball sack. Yeah, whatever. I, I mean, it's clear that I don't know about an anime. I, mean, I guess it's a dick sack. I mean, dick I sack, know. ball sack you know jizz whatever you want to call it like I, I wasn't in there like me me like that wasn't the situation it was, you know it was divine intervention that this is what came out of that but ultimately i didn't ask to to be of this world that we're in mm-hmm. and then yet you're you come here and these people pour into you in the way that they they can whatever that way that is and then it's like this debt becomes this debt that you didn't even like you it's like you walked into a loan and signed a promissory note that you can't never repay mm. and it's like i i think about that when when it's time for me to have a, you know like another one i'm like am i going to put this child into a, a contract of debt that they're never going to be able to pay when i when i specifically selected this I, as a I, part of my journey i plan to I plan God. to. I don't want to. I don't like the way it feels. I'm, I'm totally kidding. I don't like the way um, it feels. <laughs> I don't like the way. It's like y'all talk about Nevia and Sally May loans. No. No. I'm totally kidding. I um, mean, uh, but like circle, circle it back. So, so like, so uh, about the different experiences you were saying, like, you know, that, that doesn't mean that they did everything wrong. It, it just means that like you're remembering these, these moments in your life where I feel like the part that where it gets the the conversation becomes murky is because we're talking about events in life that we felt mattered that yes. they were absent for and they're talking about what they were present for not discounting the the ones that they were absent for that, that you were, missed. yeah that you were or, talking or, about it, it's not even always necessarily events like a lot of times it's just it's I'm that, just saying events I'm just, yeah you know. I, I know what you're saying but it, like it's it's that in and out that every day I think it's access. Mm. that's what I think I think that's what we've always been talking about yeah I've been going to therapy a lot guys so like if I sound like it's it's my therapist but I so, think it's access so I mean it, it, it potentially could be but like fast forward to today like you know you'll look on social media and there's like all of these conversations about this tension between um mothers and fathers of children and you know child support and you know should they be on child support should they not yeah. are they contributing too much to child support what is the mother of the child doing with the child support mm-hmm. and to your point about access how do you like if you're in a situation where you're no longer with your child's mother like how do you how do you navigate how do you facilitate that level of access Sam, here's the thing I no, feel no, that's like a complicated. I, it's way. not really. Okay. I feel like right. and I, this is something. This <laughs> is something. gonna snap it. She I am. Snap. I'm gonna snap it for you. I yeah. feel like when you have a child in the mix of a breakup, you, the child, 
and the, the, the father need to go to therapy because now you guys are navigating territory that you are not accustomed to navigating. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, it's one thing to break up with someone, right? And then you don't have a child in the middle because now this child is the receipt of you and your relationship. Like, you're looking at this relationship every day through this child. It's also a tether. Right. right. And if then he, it's he, also... Like, you're attached. Yeah, that's what I, that was the other part I was saying. Yeah. Now you are attached to each other. It's, everybody says, well, I don't have to talk to my baby father or my baby's mother after my kid's 18. That's a lie. You are always going to be attached to that person yeah. in some way, cool. shape, or form. You are always going to go. We got to stop that. Like eighteen is they're grown. And yeah, they're, that's crazy. And, and I'm, we're done. That's crazy. Like so, no, you're like that's you're a whole a other parent. conversation. Yeah, you're, you're a parent for life. Yeah, you're a parent for life. That's a whole that's other conversation. It. But I feel like that is necessary because you don't have the tools in your toolbox to cope with what's going to happen now that these two people, the the parents specifically, are now able to go into the world and explore it without each other. And now having to explore that world with a child in in the middle of it, because now there's other things. There's, there's still boundaries that need to be created between the parents in order for that explore, that exploratory uh, phase to happen. And that's what ends up happening. That is the root of the communicational breakdown between two people because they haven't set what those boundaries are. And then there's also unresolved hurt and feelings that we still haven't conquered. And then we're just breaking up. And yeah, that's cool when you break up and there's a kid, there's no kid because you can figure out what that is. It's like, okay, you take the time to say, where did I go wrong? What did I do? What did this person do? You have that time to really focus and hone in on your own emotional stability. But when you have a child, you have to like, kind of like back up, be straight, be this way for this kid, and you're not really taking the time to focus you're, you're, on you're, yourself. You're, you're burying um, the things that pushing down, compartmentalizing. Yeah. yeah. And like, look, I got to get my kid to school. I got to make sure they have this. I got to make sure your focus is different. You're going to put yourself in avoidance. Do you but, think there should be some type of like co-parenting counseling? Yes. As a requirement of like the family court system yeah i do i think that you that they are they, they should go to co-parenting counseling for at least a year because you and it's not necessarily just about parenting the child it's about being able to be around each other in a healthy way That's and a lot of times people don't know how to do that because they're still mad they're mad not necessarily because they're not together anymore but they're mad because it didn't work out they're mad because this child is here and they still have to be around you they're mad be- there's just a, there's a lot of different emotions that need to be taken care of before you can have a healthy co-parenting relationship and if you don't do it what's going to happen is oh well the father could sit there and say well I don't really fuck with your mom like that so that's why I really wasn't coming around or your mom was making it hard for me to come around you and now the only person who really suffers is the child Mm. so Mm. like i think that people need to definitely go to therapy and figure out and get to the bottom of it and really put the child first it's not really about you anymore it's not about that he didn't he cheated on you or he did this no it's about creating safe spaces for the child to thrive in because that you guys have created this human and now you have to make a well-adjusted human and you cannot make a well-adjusted human through chaos and dysfunction that's the bottom line that's okay. cut and dry period go to therapy yeah um so to loop this all the way back around, because we, we, we went on a, a real tangent here, which is fine. It is fine. It's fine. It's our show. Um, and I'm sure they'll enjoy that little nugget. I'm sure they will. So, and I don't I don't have the exact quote, but um, 
so Drake basically obviously heard the interview. Of course, I knew he was going to respond. Yeah. Um, well, I I, didn't, I wasn't sure if he was going to respond because Drake generally, he doesn't do interviews. No, And I he mean, doesn't respond to a lot. I knew he was Outside gonna, of lyrics. No, there's no way. First of all, okay. <laughs> Drake's an only child. Yeah. All right? Only child's... You'll get in your only, only child. You'll get in your only child. Yeah, back. because people seem to think, like, people think, seem to think that only children are, we're selfish and that we are spoiled and that we, um, we don't like people. Like, we're super introverted and we don't like people. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. I'm an only child and I'm super extroverted. I love being around people and I'm not selfish individual. I'm spoiled in a way, but not spoiled in the sense of traditionally, like, I was just getting shit because... Uh, my mom wanted to buy me things. No, everything I got, I earned. I had to be a well-behaved child, and I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't just spoiled on the fact that, oh, you're getting this because you're getting that. But the the best part about being an only child is that you are a, you are allowed self-soothing time. You actually grow up a lot faster as an only child due to the things that you are exposed to because there isn't anybody to blame things on but you. So you're always in this in this in this space of self reflection. So specifically about his father saying this, and this is a part of his life that has hurt him, hurt him so bad that he album shoot from freaking uh, so far gone, damn near up to to uh, nothing was the same. We've been talking about the same hurt that this man has inflicted upon him from the time that he was a child up until the time that he was famous because he felt like now that he was famous up to nothing was the same that he was saying, now that I'm famous, now my dad wants to be active. He wants to be in my life. He wants to call me every day. He wants to relive his failed music career, essentially. Through him. him. So then there's that other extra layer of like, I made it and now my dad wants to be around. And But do I be around him? or you know or or do I let what I've always wanted as a child you know slip away slip yeah. You know, yeah so it's like th- it's, it's this fight and then, and, uh, and then also when you're well adjusted and self aware and things of that nature you you start to understand and I, and, I, and I guess that's why um, earlier when we kind of started this this conversation like the whole comment like it's not about shitting on our parents like we start to understand that there's more to it Context. Yes, we, we start to understand context. Like there's there's more to what happened than what we perceived at our our younger age. And I mean, all we could do at that time is like just look at how it was specifically affecting us because you know back when you were a child, your the the understanding of your emotions was super limited. It was yes. like this makes me feel happy, this makes me feel sad, this makes me feel angry. You didn't know about indifference. Yeah. You know, so you grow into indifference. And Absolutely. I feel like I knew he was going to respond as an only child who who has dealt with dad issues and understanding how those dad issues have, you know, affected you as a as an adult and as a child. And then you understand more like, oh, I do this because this dad this is dad shit. Like, I need to fix this. Mm. This is holding me back because I'm still mad about, you know, uh, sitting on the couch when I was six years old in my pretty dress waiting for him to pick me up. And he never did. So at that point, I was like, "Yo, fuck these dudes." Yeah, <laughs> like he, that's he, really he, where it comes not, from. He's not for me. No, I'm just saying. No, period. Like, you know, my dad doing that, and then me growing up in life, not really taking relationships seriously because 
the the man who made me didn't even want to show up for me. So if you my dad and you supposed to love me and I'm from I'm the fruit of your loin that you didn't come and come and get me. Like mm. what the fuck is these dudes gonna do out here for me? They don't even care. Like I'm not even a part of you, and yeah. you didn't come. Oh, so these all these dudes ain't gonna come. Yeah. So I I knew that he I knew that he was gonna respond. I just didn't know how. And I was actually pretty I was pretty impressed with it. Well, I, I was looking for for the exact words of of his response because it was, I can give it was you the verbatim. Extremely... Well, not verbatim. I can give you the paraphrase of it. I was he, gonna say it, it was eloquent. He just basically know. said that you know it that oh, wait, everything. I did find he's, it. Oh, you found it. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Woke up today so hurt, man. Can I do a Drake voice? No, I'm not gonna try to do a, a Drake voice. All right, we need Woke- some we need some music. You know, I right, like he right. was he set, was definitely set doing. Set, set the um the six need- the six a.m. in Toronto. <laughs> Okay, guys, imagine 6 a.m. in Toronto. No, no, okay. no. Um, where's his father from? Memphis? Yeah, Memphis. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 5, 545 in Memphis. Yeah, go ahead. Wait, wait. Hold on. I think I, I think I got something for this for this Drake moment. I, I think. We're going to do 545 a.m. I think, I, think, I think you got something for it. You 545 a.m. You need some slow music. In Memphis. To make you feel, to make you feel sad. All right. Set it up. Okay, here you go. This is something Drake will be listening to. There you go. Oh. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. Woke up today so hurt, man. No, you got more slower, slower. Woke up today, the boy uh-huh. was so hurt, man. Your boy. My father would say anything uh-huh. to anyone that's willing to listen to him. Uh-huh. Six God. Go ahead. Six for God. <laughs> blocker. Go ahead. Free blocker. Go ahead. He, he's free. Oh, okay. All right. Well, he's keep free. him out. Forty. Forty. Yeah. Go ahead. Forty. EQ. Forty, Turn me up. 40 on the track. Go ahead. Go ahead. Turn me up. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're going to take it from the top. All right, go ahead. Take it from the top. Woke up today. Uh-huh. So hurt, man. My father will say anyone, anything to anyone who's willing to listen to him. He was being a waste man. He's waste man. <laughs> We're ad-libbing the shit out of this. <laughs> it's sad when family gets like this, but what can we really do? What can we do, man? That's the people we're stuck with. Forever. Every bar. Every bar. I ever spit was the truth. The truth. And the truth is hard for some people to accept. Thank you. And there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> that was our Drake interlude. That was our Drake uh, interlude. Always been with Drake. Mm, talk to him, if not every day, every other day. Wow. Um, and we we really got into a deep conversation about that. Um, I said, Drake, why are you saying all of this uh, different stuff about me, man? Like, uh, uh, this is not cool. When they be lying, uh, their conversation be mad convenient. They do. Dad, it sells records. So, <laughs> uh, okay, we're cool. Huh? I wish my dad was that understanding. I, I had a... Don't they? Yes, mad convenient. It be, like, the whole story be mad concise. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I asked him about that. I asked him about that, and, uh, you know, he, he told me. It's a bop. Yeah. Every time you tell me something, I figured out. All right. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, enough for getting on these dads. All right. I mean. And, and we're, 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 we're clearly, only kidding. We're only yes. kidding, guys. We're only kidding. Okay. They know, they know that. We're only kidding, guys. You they, know. They know that. But I'm just saying, like, I, I, I mean, that. 
I feel like the the invalidation of people's experiences that shit is disrespectful is super disrespectful even if that's not what you meant I, and and I had this conversation with my therapist specifically because I told you I, I don't know if you guys follow my Instagram stories but at Jersey is naked and you can follow Jay at Slick Talk Jay but on my stories I was talking about empathy and I was talking about how you know when I go to my therapist that I'm always interested in learning how to be more more empathetic even though i consider myself an empath like i'm a person who absorbs energies Mm -hmm. which is good and it's also bad um and i'm always thinking about ways to understand people more and to you know really put context into how other people express their emotions and their feelings and you know for him to have said that and for Drake to have had all of these r- real, like, these real moments on music, and especially music, like music specifically, specifically is a space or writing, poetry, whatever, you know, it is, whatever medium you're using to express your feeling, your thoughts, your emotions, like he's writing these things down as in a space where he feels safe. And by you saying that, his emotions, his feelings, his thoughts are not invali- in, essentially invalidating them. Yeah. Is creating a is is infringing on his safe space. Like this is the place where he feels no one can tell him he's wrong. Yes. And you're saying that's wrong and that you were just a stellar father to him. And I and I and, I, and I'm not trying to come at parents cuz I know like we're going to be parents one day and I'm sure there's going to be something that my kid is going to be sitting across their therapist talking about that I did but I, I just feel like when that time comes if it does come I mean it's going to come because I'm, I'm going to be an advocate for therapy in my house yes. but if it if it does come and and my kid is saying mom you know this is something that really bothered me that you did I, I really you know as the work I'm doing now I really hope that my empathy is is so great at the time that even the the child that I created I would be able to withstand whatever hurt that may cause me by saying that I hurt them. Because it's not about you. No, it's not. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's it's like you have a responsibility to, especially for your child, really for like... Really as anyone. A, as, yeah, as, as, a, as a self-aware, mature adult, being self-aware and being mature is understanding the you in every situation. Yeah. And taking ownership and accountability for that you. That's this is my wrong mountain. I'm gonna stand on my wrong mountain. And that means when you're standing on your wrong mountain, you have the ability to hold others accountable for where they're wrong. Right. But if you are and which many of our previous generation does, it's all about deflecting. It's it's these these shields, these walls are up to protect essentially protect themselves and protect right. their emotion and protect their feeling right. because they're not they're not really getting to the root of what those feelings and emotions are right and it doesn't and then it's also like you said it's always like the situation is is that if you say something that has bothered you mm-hmm. um it's 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 a the 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 hurt that you're expressing is a reflection of the entire parenting experience when that's not the situation, we're talking about a very specific experience. We're not talking about everything. Yes. And then it almost puts it almost uh, like the 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 raising of you puts parents in this in this in the space of perfection and forgiveness. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do this all wrong, and you just need to forgive that, that's despite how 
it may have affected you. But I feel like, like I said, working through therapy, going to therapy, and, you know, and preparing myself for this this journey that we're going to embark upon. We're going to do it again, you know, embark upon and, and, and hopefully be able to see this, see it through next time that, you know, I want to be open to what I've done if I've done something or if from the smallest to the biggest thing, because I know I'm going to because I'm yeah, a human a and I'm imperfect. So I'm going to do something that is going to affect them. But I feel like the part that I can make better is me acknowledging it. And then they don't have to carry it around for the rest of their life trying to fix what I could have fixed. Yes. Or feeling like I'm I'm not going to be receptive or open or understanding of a conversation or in a in, in a conversation with them saying, "Well, but you did." Yeah. Like, yo, you're 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 even if they're not a child, even if they're a grown adult, like they're the direct product of decisions and choices that I made throughout the course of my life. So I'm like I got to stand on that first. Yeah, for sure. I can't go, "Oh, oh but you 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 know, you didn't call me enough." Huh? Right. I know. It's crazy. It's huh? crazy. That's crazy. Like, but there's an expectation that they have too. Like, that's what I'm saying. And then also there's cultural barriers. There's so, there's just so many things at play. But we I did. just, but I know I want to be the kind of parent that when I do hear something I've done is not right, I know it's going to hurt me because I'm the parent and all I've done, you know, my initial intent was to love and to care and to nurture and to make a beautiful sure. human to put out into the world. That is that is what every parent should be thinking of when they have their child is that's what they want to do. But even with those best intentions, I'm going to do something wrong. I'm going to affect this person. I'm going to, I'm the biggest effect on that person. For sure. So me being able to acknowledge it for them could change the course of their life. So do you think that, um, on that same subject, do you think that young Lexington button is going to have an issue with Joe. with with his parents period right because, I, I don't know so and I mean uh, just to, to catch you up on what we're talking about um so Sin Santana went on uh New York from uh Flavor I of love Love New York. I love New York um she's she's we love managed New York. she's managed to get a podcast where she gets like you know, see listers um, to come on there and talk about do brunch, do brunch, and, and talk, talk about mess. their life or whatever. And sometimes those those podcasts are taped and then re released as like short um, snippets on VH1. So she had Sin Santana on there and she had asked Sin about her relationship. Wait, I, I have it here. Hold on, uh, Jay's gonna wait. Why don't you let me just play it since it'll be louder? Hold on. So you know, Sin was talking about her relationship. And this is what she had to say. Sorry, guys. Having a high profile relationship and having it on Front Street could have played a part. And you guys deciding to separate? We didn't decide on anything. I did what was best for my mental health, for my peace, and for me and my son. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, It was a decision that I... I had to make on my own. This was in a unison thing. Yeah. Oh, how can I keep this, like, you know, very You can keep it as real as you want, mm-hmm. and you can keep it as light as you want. I'm not here to press you. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to hear what you want to say to me. So, I mean, basically, let's just say that I'm 
probably the happiest that I've ever been. You look. And that was probably the best decision that I've made in my entire life in the 26 yeah. years I have living on this earth. Mm -hmm. The best decision mm -hmm. I made was leaving that relationship. And my son and I are amazing. Yeah. On, but so Okay, so... <laughs> I, we, we have a lot of thoughts about that. So I have a lot of thoughts, but I'll let you get yours and then I'll get mine. Um, I, I, I think that that is... That taking that like aggressive, uh, this is not aggressive. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's passive. It's, it's a called, passive it's aggressive. It's called nice nasty. Yeah, it's a passive aggressive stance. That's what it's called. It's a, it's a passive aggressive stance, and take taking that stance against somebody that you have a child with um, could, in the long run, especially in like the era that we're in, where everything is documented, everything is recorded, everything can be pulled up at the request of a, a personal assistant, Ray or otherwise. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's 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 gonna be it, it potentially could be an issue, it could and, be and that's why I say like when I when I think about um, the kid that they have at the center of this, you know that's that's what our whole last segment was about. Is like you know what about the children? What about their experience? How is this narrative going to shape the relationship between Lexington and his father? Mm -hmm. um, is there like going to continue to be tension to where they cannot comfortably share space with each other for the sake of their of their kid. Mm -hmm. Um so like those those are all questions I have. I, I really don't have I have lots of comments. I was gonna say I, I really don't think I have a, a an exact opinion on it because Well I don't think I have an opinion. I just have comments. Yeah. It's uh, well go ahead. Get into well it. here's my comments. First of all, I feel like for her to say, um, you know, use... Okay, so there's a lot of buzzwords in there. Mental health, mm -hmm. um, which was the one that stood out to me the most. It was also um, words of, like, you know, when using the words, like, happiest I've ever been, um, which was in a my lot 20, of, In my 26 years of life. In my 26 years of life. Um, first of all wow 26 is so young I know um, <laughs> things like that you know there was a lot of passive that's, that's literally what 8 years of adult life right there's a lot of passive aggressive acknowledgement of Joe right mm -hmm. so here's my thoughts and I mean she's 26 and I had to think about it before I was like because at first when I when I watch it and I like Sin I think Sin's funny I think she's you know do you think uh, she's dope in real life I don't like that song. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like it then I was like you gotta try again sis this is terrible but I mean I think she is dope I think she's a really you know she seems like she's a lot of so fun so you think that she's dope in real life I think she's a lot of fun but I don't think that song is dope in real life I think it should go in the trash but that's neither here or there we're not talking about her musical career okay I'm just saying that what me no we let's we're gonna let it go i'm just saying that i i was i found some of her statements to be problematic and the reason why i found them to be problematic is not that somebody and don't get me wrong ladies because i know y'all gonna be like oh she should be able to tell her story okay yes yeah, she can tell her story but as a person who has been going to therapy I feel like she's not over that situation and this was not the right time to have an interview in regards to her talking or discussing her relationship. It's also and really, it, really recent. Right, like, but this is but this is why. Okay. I feel like when she said, 
oh, do you think that the spotlight has something to do with the demise of your relationship? Because a lot of relationships have fell under pressure due to, you know, the overexposure of it. Mm -hmm. You know, people have seen how good this person treats you. There's been a lot of cheating scandals. There's been a lot of, you know... uh, sniping griping at one another because mm-hmm. of the, the 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 social pressures of what the relationship should be because of what you've presented so there's a lot of things that come you, into you that you also have um Joe's podcast yeah Joe's podcast off. and then you know they knew that they were together and then you know they his I'm sorry his podcast is super chauvinist hyper over over sexualized there's a lot of like women bashing there so i mean with her being a joined joined to him it's like how can you date this guy and he's saying all this crazy shit on this you know like just all these different elements Mm -hmm. around their relationship and i felt like she was not over the situation and this is why i'm gonna tell you not even two or three weeks ago sim was on twitter asking how she could heal from a broken heart now, it's my understanding that, you know, she only had been, I, I don't know if she had been with somebody else after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know who she was talking about, but everybody is going to be safe to assume that it was Joe, right? Yes. You had a real relationship with this person. You had real love with that person. And for I feel years. like- For years. For years. And I feel like for you to be like, oh, I had to get out for my mental health, knowing that this man has had a history- you know, nothing proven, but a history of, you know, domestic violence being attached to him. Like, because that was the first thing I thought about. So was he beating you? You know, was something going on that you saying this is the best I've ever felt? Da, 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 da. But just two weeks ago, you was on Twitter talking about you trying to heal from a broken heart. So yeah, I'm like, not, I feel not like... Not broken rib cages. Yeah, like, I, right. So I'm just saying, like, is this... I, I don't think it was the right time for her to give that interview. And, I mean, because a person who was really done and happy with it, be like, you know what? I wish Joe all the success in the world. We, we you know, we didn't work out, but we have a beautiful son. And we just want to focus on co-parenting. That would be the answer. That's that's a well-adjusted, very aware of self yes. answer to give. But I feel like the way the answer was given is like, oh, and she want oh, and that was the other part. She wanted everybody to know that was very important that people knew that he did not break up with her. Which, I mean, is something that you care about at 26 years old. Right. I broke up with him. He didn't break up with me. This was not a unit, this was not a unified decision. Who cares? Nobody cares, girl. You still don't have him. Y'all not together. Don't like here. And I'm not saying that Joe is a prize. I'm just saying that y'all not together. Don't matter who said what. That yeah. that's why I said there was a lot of there's a and, lot of I mean, growth that and, needs and, to happen. And honestly, some sometimes in those situations, man, we we be doing the fuck shit to drive you away. Like sometimes, like you think that you initiated the breakup, and we're like. Eh. No, you you never you don't know. Yeah, it's like they'll do that. Like yo, I just wish this bitch would break up with me. Yeah. I want to get found out. I'm cheating. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> be all up on. Be it's, at the wrong. Be at the right parties. Like no or no no knowing your active tab is mad active. Yeah, be like, like all in your, in your notifications. Liking people pictures yeah. and stuff. I'm like, just break saying, up with me. That's and that's that's shit, fucked though. up. It is coward shit. It's, it's fucked up. Shit. But. Yo, niggas do be off that shit. Niggas do be off that. Um, but I'm just but I'm just saying that she's clear that she's still adjusting and working through that pain and that hurt that he may have caused or that they caused, you know, together. Each other or you know, and I and I feel like, you know, she hasn't had no new boo on there where she's moving on. I feel she has a lot of time to look at his life. 
Yeah. She has a lot of times, even though she's not following him on those social media. I mean, how many of us have gone back and looked at our exes and seen how good or bad are you doing? And that may or may not change our mood. I don't. Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I looked at a few. I was like, yeah, y'all still whack. Look at you and your whack life. I'm out here killing it. I'm crushing it. I mean, especially when I they did you wrong. I don't do that. I haven't done it in a really long time because I'm I in therapy now yeah. and I've grown. But I'm saying back then, yes, I was petty as fuck. I wanted to see how good in life you was doing. And if you wasn't, like, you ain't had no job. You was still looking dusty. Yes, I was like, look at this dusty bitch. But what, I mean, but what if they glowed up on you? I mean, how yeah, like, I would need to call my girls over and we would need to drink. Because I'm like, how is he winning in life? He did me so dirty. <laughs> but, like, that was back then. I'm not doing that now. I haven't done that in a really long time. Okay. But, like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I, but I remember that that was 20-something. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, like, 30, I mean, it, it, don't it get me wrong. It should be a different energy. And don't get me wrong. Like, we met when I was 20, like, five. We, mm-hmm. yeah, we met when I was 25. We got together, like, right before I turned 26. So... You know, my 20s essentially changed at that point. Yes. You know, so... You went into a a committed relationship. Yes, I did. I went to a committed relationship and, you know, it was very different and we were, you know, we were friends and it like... And I mean, that's that's about the age that Sin is now. So, you know... Maybe she might find somebody else and, you know, it might work out. Yes. But you also have to think about, I don't think that Joe's going to be a bad dad to Lexington and I think he's fully, fully prepared to fight. Definitely not intentionally. No, he's going to fight for that kid. Because now he's grown. He's in a different stage of his life. Yes. And I'm not saying he's in a stage where he wants to settle down with someone and marry. I think that's still kind of a a, a, a complex subject for him because every time it seems that he's tried to move forward and move the needle in that way, it, it hasn't gone that way. And I'm mm. not going to say that there isn't any trauma that he may be facing from that. I mean, to, to openly you know, propose to somebody on national TV and be turned down is, is a blow. Whether you feel like it was whether it was staged, staged or, or not. not, like it's still something emotional. And I mean, why wouldn't you do it to someone who you've been in a relationship with for so many years, and then you thought you found something different with sin, and you were you know loving her, and she was every, she was this fresh, brand new person for you, and then you're like, yeah, my family loves her. I went to my son, asked him about proposing to her, and you know went through his family. Like it was just a really different approach to how he went and you know tried to. I guess further his life emotionally for it to not work out. So there's some trauma there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's because, I mean, whether that first one was staged, the second one was real and he wanted to marry her. And I just, I feel like that hurts. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, again, we don't, we don't know the engine out of it. We don't know if the, the I'm just going by what we've seen. Yeah. I'm saying we don't know if the proposal was the, you know, the last ditch effort. Who knows? But I mean, but they seem, both of them seem very excited. They did. They Both did. of them, she's, she's... Well, I mean, Button will go on his podcast and be like, you know, make jokes about, yeah, we got the proposal. <laughs> Slow down on the marriage part. He did well, during, during that time. Because he's self-deprecating. Yeah. He's always making self-deprecating jokes. That's true. Because that's the way he copes. Yeah. So, right. and, and she should know that. Well, I'm, he can I'm, get very dark really quick. Yeah. I know that. I get dark real quick. I'm like, man, what if I got arthritis? Ha! 
And you're like, why would you? That's fucking weird, Tiffany. Why are you saying? Because like, well, anyway. people self-deprecate when they're scared. Yeah. And he probably was scared when he was saying it. Like, okay, let's slow down. Because even though it was, step. it was a big step for him. Even though it didn't, like, he, they were like, oh, they put him up to it for Love and Hip Hop. That was still a big deal. That was something he said he would never do. And then you go and do it and it's no. And then you do it and you try to do it again. And you really want to. And it's like, that probably was scary. Like, I really want to marry her. I want to spend the love of my life with her. And maybe, like, he didn't feel he deserved it. Mm. So maybe he started acting out because he's like, this is not going to work out anyway, so let me just start acting out. Yeah. Like you said, like, I'll, you know, guys will do shit and to, to like, to self-sabotage. Yes. And I sure. believe he's a self-sabotager. Currently, in Carrier's Alexa, 69 stop. degrees Fahrenheit. Alexa, nobody well, asked you. Well, actually, we did because there's a reminder on there at 10 o'clock that, at, that she tells us what kind of weather it is. So it's not her fault. So you need to apologize mm-hmm. to our co-hosts. No, I don't, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> we are going to switch. Uh, we, we, definitely we got one wish, last subject to touch. We, we, we wish them the best. We um, do. We, you know. I hope that Sin goes to her own individual therapy and learns how to deal with her emotions effectively. And that's not that's not me saying how she reacted was wrong because every way you react is a is a is a opportunity for growth so she can look back at that and say hmm where can i where can i express myself because she even knew when she was like how can i say this in a way that she knew that how she was saying it was wrong and needed a corrective moment and she was trying to find it yeah that's why she said it because if you felt good about it you'd be like nah that dude that was the best i could have did my life is great but if yeah. you gotta go, I've been the happiest trying in to, a, to, 26 to, years yeah. of my life. You about, she, that bitch cried right after the interview. Little, little clean up. Little she clean cried up. right after the interview. I'm sure. She was on the phone. She called Jonathan from Loving New York, Loving Hip Hop New York over and they did karaoke because that's what she been doing. Okay. She been hanging out with gay dudes. I don't know who any of these people are. These are people who are on the show. I don't watch the show. But it don't matter. I'm telling you where they from. And that's what she's been doing on her social media. Trying to segue to a different topic. They have been doing karaoke all the time. That's all that's on her stuff. Speaking of reality TV. What about it? What about it? I told you when we first started talking, I have like a two-year time limit. And it's already been over a year, so. We've always agreed on two years. Maybe I haven't mentioned it since he's been injured, but why is he changing course now? At this point, we've been together for a year. We're basically married. We've done everything that married couples do. Except get married. What's the big deal about signing some papers? Because I want to. I've been taking care of this man financially and physically for nine months now. And now that he's almost 100% healed, she wants to tell me he's not ready to propose. I was serious about my two-year deadline. And if he's not serious about me, I'm out. I'm not asking you to marry me tomorrow. I'm telling you that you, you got a couple months to propose. If you don't want to marry me, you're about to really piss me the fuck off. Right. So while you sitting and figure that out, I'm going to go home. And I guess you can make it wherever the fuck you make it. Ooh. Well, that, that was that was sense. So that was um. What was the two? That, well, I know those were two cast members that was from Black Donna Ink Crew. Donna and Alex from, from Black, Ink, Black Crew. Ink Crew, and I I don't, I don't watch the show either. I haven't watched Black Ink Crew since Duchess and Caesar broke up. So and, and um, I think from what I've seen on the timeline, they've you know reconnected and they've kind of fixed things. I, I don't know what the conversations were after that, but I did want to bring up this particular conversation in regards to uh, setting that expectation. And what you said that you had some thoughts on it. Why don't you jump right into it? I don't think there's anything wrong with what she said. 
I think it's just nothing I think, wrong I think with hold on. I think it's wrong. her approach was wrong. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's anything wrong with her saying what she felt her trajectory should be within her relationship. I, if she knows that she wants to be married, like, yo, I want to be married in the next two years. And if you're not really that dude to do that, then we need to keep it moving and I'll find somebody else who is. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with saying what it is you want at the start because you're setting the expectation. I'm not trying to be anything else. I'm trying to tell you what I want. This is what I want. I want to be someone's wife. If you're not prepared for marriage, then fine. You're not prepared. Then I need to go find somebody who is. Now, I don't think I would have been jumping down his throat. Like I feel like she was trying to buy him a little bit because she was like, oh, I've been financially take like that. Those were her reasons for well, he, why uh, she Apparently felt- he was injured or something like that and I don't I don't, I don't really know well, who, I mean, who irre- it doesn't matter what, yeah. what happened to him yeah. I just felt like those things were problematic like you saying well I've been taking care of him and I've been doing this and I've been doing that in order to kind of you know like prove that pr- she's prove or validate why this should happen no it should happen because that's what it is you want despite you doing you should be doing that because you care about that person not I, because you this this should get you to the to the the, the aisle. The the issue I have with it is I feel like um it removes a level of the organicness of the relationship. It's like I and I, I don't I don't know how old any of these people are or anything like that, but I, I feel like when you enter it's it's like it's setting an expectation on a relationship from the get, which to me is like it's nuts. It's like you, you don't want to explore the relationship let it progress naturally, and then state what your expectations is. Like, I wouldn't have a problem with it if she was now a year in and said, yo, this last year has been really, really great. You know that marriage is something that I've always been interested in. What's up? When do you want to talk about that? Like, that's that's different, having that year of experience and context in the relationship to know that that is somebody that you want to marry but as opposed the, but, to but just... But I'm saying that... What I'm saying is, is that I don't think she was saying it was specific to him. Yeah, she I didn't think care she, who it was. I think she's saying, but I don't know if it's about. I got two year timeline. But I'm just not saying that she didn't care who it was. <laughs> I'm just saying that is I don't feel it's any different than any other goal that you set. That's a goal for her. She wants to be married in two it's years. A goal. For her, like she wants to be married in two years. Like we know somebody who told them on the first date, like, "Yo, I don't date." You trying to get married or not? Because that's not what I do. And I, I respect that because you're being your authentic self. And like her authentic self said, if I don't really know, like two years was even her timeline. Like she could have easily walked away from the relationship and said, this is not, you're not the person I want to marry. And she feels that two years is enough time for her to figure out whether you're a person who she wants to spend the rest of her life with. Mm-hmm. It's different for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like I, she it's not that she like, okay. It's, we started dating uh, 2017. Now it's, it's 2019. What's up? You know, it wasn't that. I feel like that kind of went both ways. Like, she put a time limit on the relationship. Like, if we don't feel that this is going in, like, we still ain't moving in the same ways, we don't need to waste any more time. I need to find somebody who I'm going to move in the same way with. And it's clear that they wasn't moving in the same way because he he wasn't there. From his ret- from his retort, like, why we married anyway? Okay, so now you that, know how that, he. That, that, that was wild. Also. That was wild, but that. But, yo, we but, do everything married couples. Do. Like you, a year in, my dude. Like, like you're in not, a relationship. You're like, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely not. You have but no just, understanding of, at all. But I'm just saying that you. But you know that now. 
Mm-hmm. You get that? Like she, this is, the, and sometimes you need to say those things for you to have the uncomfortable conversation because sometimes people be in relationships for eight, nine years and then they be like, what's up? Like they ain't say a damn word and be like, y'all want to get married. And then that comes out like we married anyway. But that, but that's what I was, I guess that's what I was getting to is I'm cool with having a conversation. I'm, I'm cool with, um, and th- like the other topic that we we're going to talk about, I don't know if we have enough time. Uh, but it relates is, you know, can women make the first move in a relationship or in a marriage or, you know, propose to, to men? And I'm all for a woman having and setting whatever that conversation is, making that first move, mm-hmm. um, proposing, you know, mm-hmm. if they if they if it's on their heart or, you know, just bringing up the conversation. Right. I just feel like setting that tone from the get like yeah I, I guess it's fair right but I mean what's the difference between saying you want to be married in the next two years um then saying somebody saying I don't I don't have sex within the first 90 days of a relationship what's the difference there's not much of a difference so that's what I'm saying like this and I, person I don't is, I don't like either this but I'm just saying <laughs> but it's not about what you like but do you but do you see what I'm saying she's giving you this person is giving you the opportunity to, to say what it is that you don't like early. She's like, look, so, like, even with, you know, her saying, I want to be married in the first two years of the, uh, I mean, um, within two years of our courtship. Mm-hmm. That's your time. She's being upfront with you. That is your time to say, well, I don't really know if I'm going to want to marry you in two years or not to either proceed forward or to walk away. She's telling you what her contract entails. I don't understand why that's a problem. She's being super transparent. I want to be married in two years. Do I think that's a little fucking crazy? Yes, I do. Because I don't know if if I would know enough about somebody in two years to say I wanted to marry them. If I had to put a number on it, I would probably say between three and five. Because I feel like in the first two years, everything is still kind of like, you know, ooh. Feel, it feels good. I love everything you're doing. Oh, yeah, leave your sock right there, nigga. Ooh, nigga, the way you left that sock there. Oh, woo! You know that. But then the third year, it's like, how many times did I tell you that sock there? But then if I still want to be with you, like, after I told you 50 million, 11 times about your shoes in the middle of the floor, yeah, Jay Yo, looking around the room. Point, she keep pointing to my socks shoes, on the floor. But it's like, to me, it's like, <laughs> I wouldn't rather see anybody else's shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was somebody else's shoes, I would, it would, it would break my little heart into a million pieces. But I think that's something you would find out later, you know? Um, but some, But some people, they know. Like, you know, right away, like you see, you see these people who, who date for six months. I'm like, and they yeah, been married and for been married 70 for years forever. <laughs> right. Like, like, I knew it. That was my dude. He was picked. He was chosen for me. I wanted to be with him. And sometimes it happens that way. But I don't think there's anything wrong with her saying it. But I do think that there's it's problematic when she's not listening to what it is he's saying, you know, and and and, and I mean, no. This is for TV. Yeah, of course this it's for is, TV. You know, but I'm saying there, that's not the way you have a conversation. Yeah, no. Like, if he was, like, saying... If he was saying... So, like, if, if let's say if he thought, ha, huh, two years is probably acceptable. Like, I would probably know her, and maybe I could make a decision then or whether I want to continue relationship with her. But it seems like her. she's saying married within two years, so you proposing after one year, nigga. We, we announcing after one year, six months. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's, just, it's just a really... I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just an aggressive timeline for me. I feel like it was aggressive because of how she's saying it. Yeah. I think it felt more aggressive. It felt more pressured 
the way she was saying it. Because I, 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 our, I don't our th- friend that said that, did she set a timeline or did she say, I'm interested in marriage. Marriage is important to me. I'm no, not just going to be said, dating somebody. She said she was dating that nigga for two weeks and she was like, yo, I don't date. I get married. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and like, I respect the fuck out of her. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to add her on the DM and I'm like, I want her to hear this specific part of the podcast. I respect the living fuck out of her for like, cause like dude could have walked off and she's like, yup, you ain't for me. That's it. Because I'm not here to waste my time. I'm not wasting my time. I don't have time for this. I have a kid. I'm trying to create a healthy family or uh, like vibe. And if you're not trying to be a part of that and you're just trying to be here for fun and, and, you know, dip when you want to dip and then go when you want to go, well, then you need to find somebody else because I'm not the one. And I can respect that. But she didn't say it like, you know, how old girls. Like that shit was, it sounded like she wanted to fight. Like (laughs) if you were married me in two years, nigga, we... It's on. Like, I was like, okay, first of all, no, that's not the way we do things. Like, if he didn't want to get married and you love him, like, it's clear that she has some type of emotional attachment to that man. And if you feel like he's worth it and you say, yo, I really want to marry you. But if you need a little bit more time, meet the dude halfway. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been taking care of you for nine months. That's what I'm saying. I've been holding it down. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I felt like that was her validating her reason of why it should happen now. But it's it's two people. Yeah, really. Y'all both got to make a decision of whether you want to get married or not. And you got, but not like that. That shit was rough. I, I mean, how, however you you talk, like y'all, like their relationship is their relationship. However they talk, but to you each shouldn't other, be talk. talking. Because look how it ended. It don't pe- people yelling and screaming no, they, they don't down. never end well. Yeah, they, who they, who they responds down. great from yelling and screaming? I well, mean, here is a scary I, I definitely don't. But if everything was recorded, it's like all right, we could we could review this later. <laughs> <laughs> what would you try to say when you was yelling right there and your vein was popping out your head? Yeah, like that's wild. Like you not hearing nothing you just trying to win that's what yelling and screaming is trying yes, to win you're not hearing none of the context you're just yelling yeah. and you like who can yell the loudest who can get at the other person like it's it's a competition and it's not a, it's not creating a space of growth because that's, that's what, what what differences are supposed to do they're supposed to create situations of growth facilitate and allow no and that that don't really that didn't do anything like dude was like she was like yeah I'm walking off and he was like Get shut the fuck up! I don't care. Like that. How how is that getting you any closer to matrimony? It's not like if anything. And is that the marriage you want? I know, right? I don't want a nigga telling me shut the fuck up. Like that that hurts. <laughs> and nothing uh, worse than your mate telling you shut the fuck up. Like you know, shut the fuck up like in a mean way. You know, yeah. like I mean, like, sometimes it's appropriate. Yeah, sometimes like yo, Tiffany, you gotta shut the fuck up. Like, you right? <laughs> and I shut the fuck up because it'd be right. But like, other than like we argue, we be yo, shut the fuck up. I'm like, what nigga? <laughs> We're like, wait, we were trying to fight. But I'm just saying, like, you don't want nobody telling you shut the fuck up. You want to be able to have even the most difficult Open conversation. and honest with, yeah, dialogue. conversation, even when difficult. Yeah, like, that. but it's clear they don't know how to do that yet. And respecting of each other. No, they were not respecting and each other. And respectful of yourself. They weren't respecting each other because he wasn't respecting what she was saying. Like, we married already. Like, we should talk about one year. <laughs> I did everything that you wanted me to do. Yeah, well, yeah, we used the paper. The papers. And she's like, why you, you need that? She's like, because I want it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> she's passionate. She's very passionate about getting that paper, bro. Yeah. And not the ones that you spend. She want that fucking, she want that marriage, uh, what do you call that, marriage? Certificate. Certificate. Isn't it called the, la- this decree? Isn't it a decree? 
I don't know. I mean, you get a divorce License. decree. You get a divorce decree. Is it a marriage degree? I don't know. I've Whatever. been married. How I've almost been married for seven years and don't yeah, even we, know what we, I got. We, we gotta go. <laughs> Just know that it works. We, we, we gotta go. Uh, gotta this go. has been a, a, a this has been episode. a really this has been a really great episode. And uh, we talked about a lot. We talked about um, a lot, and I feel like it was very entertaining. Like it, I haven't even heard it yet, and I feel great about it. Yeah. Well, y'all let us know how y'all feel about it. Yeah, let us know. Are, are we getting to the shits or are we, not? Or do you want to hear something different? Like, do you want to hear... You want us to keep it more surface? Yeah. You want us not to get in our bag? Because we be getting in our bag sometimes. <laughs> and, but we don't care. We're going to still do it because it feels yeah. natural to us. And I feel like when it's a natural conversation, it's more interesting to listen to. It but is. again, this was episode 30 of the Bonds Over Bands podcast. Please catch us on Instagram at Bonds Over Bands or individually at Jersey is Naked or... Slick Talk J. Yeah, or um, share the link. Like, Please share Tell the people link. about us. Whether right? you listen to us on Spotify, whether you listen to us on uh, Apple, Apple Anchor. Or, or Anchor, please just share the link. Let let people know that we are yeah, here. Yeah, like, yo. Sharing yo, is These caring. two right here is fire. Yeah, we're fire. Like, you not up on that? No, but you need to be. Oh, um, my high school reunion was this weekend. I missed it. Yeah. Shout out. I will to, be at the. Shout out to Burke. Know, 30 year or the 40 year. Whenever y'all do another one, I'm there. Um, closing on the house. Yeah. Like mad shit going on. We got a lot going on. Yeah. Couldn't make it, but I will see y'all the next time. Yeah. By the next one, we're coming in a helicopter. I don't know if I'm coming in a helicopter. <laughs> we're going, we going to make sure you got the, make sure y'all got the landing plan clear because we'll be rich by then. Nobody's coming in a, you know what? All right. All right. <laughs> we're going to be rich by then. This has been another episode of the B.O.B. podcast. I I'm know coming, to just I'm, all did that all already did all that closing shit. I'm so. coming I'm coming to the I'm coming to the reunion like Drake. Look, he's a big fucking deal. That's right. So I'm gonna make everybody walk through uh security, security clearance. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're done. All right, bye guys. One. Bye.